We are on Ksubis, the very bottom of Lamed Aleph on the base, 31b4 in the Archko Gemara. Our Mishnah, the end of our Mishnah, the last part of our Mishnah, which started this parak, the chapter, discussed the cases of Kares, discusses cases where the punishment is Kares, is an early death by Hashem, saying that according to that opinion, we saw other opinions in the Gemara which disagreed, but according to the opinion of our Mishnah, um, there is no concept of kimlei bedrabimine, meaning if it's a situation where uh, they are obligated to pay, and at the same time they um, they have to pay because let's say it's a case of ma'anes or mafate where they either seduce this nara, this girl between the age of twelve and twelve and a half, or um, they rape this girl. Uh, so they're they're obligated to pay, but if it's a case of kares, meaning if it's a case, one of the cases, uh, really of of doing this to a family member, as we will see which family member this is, um, so then there's no concept of kim levi and they are obligated to pay. We, we don't apply this principle of getting the only the stricter punishment when it comes to kares. It only applies when it's the death penalty by the courts, but not when it's the death penalty by Hashem. And that was the the uh, conclu- that was the position of our Mishnah. And the Gemara now is is going to question our Mishnah because the cases of kares when there's an early death by Hashem, these are cases where it says it as a lav in the Torah. There's a negative commandment in the Torah, and so in addition to kares, there's also uh, a punishment of Malkos, of receiving uh, lashes, assuming that they are warned by two witnesses, properly warned, so then they would receive lashes. So forget about Kares for a second. Let's ignore Kares, but we have two punishments here. We have the punishment of uh, payment that they have to pay because um, they either seduced or they raped this girl between the ages of 12 and 12 and a half. Um, and in addition to that, if it's if it's a relative, so then there's also lashes. So what happens in that case? So just uh, to give a bit of an introduction, the concept of kimle bedrabamine that you get the stricter punishment. So that's a concept which is found basically when it applies to the death penalty. Certainly when it applies to the death penalty by the court, we saw that when it comes to the death penalty by Hashem by Kares, our Mishnah was the had the position that. Uh, it does not apply, but we saw that there was, and the Gemara quoted a Tana, who says that uh, a, a rabbi from the times of the Mishnah, but he wasn't quoted in our Mishnah, who said that it does apply. So the concept of Kim Lebed is basically a concept that you get the stricter punishment as opposed to the lighter punishment of payment. That is a concept called Kim Lebed and it has its own sources for that. It's not really discussing a case of getting lashes and having to pay, which would be the case in, in the discussion that we're about to have in our Gemara. Our Gemara will discuss cases, cases of kares, where in addition to kares, there's also a person receives lashes. And so, uh, since they also receive lashes, so then should we say that they don't receive, uh, they should only receive one of the punishments instead of both punishments? That's not, that will be the discussion that we will have uh, on Daf Lama Vez, this week's stuff. Uh, page 32. However, it's a slightly different concept than Kim Leib and it's important to point out. Kim Leib means that you only get the uh, the stricter punishment, the death penalty, as opposed to having to pay. You're not obligated to pay. 
you only get the stricter punishment. Uh, perhaps because the stricter punishment sort of um, already includes the lighter punishment, so to speak. Uh, but when it comes to getting lashes versus money, so we're going to see that the source for this idea, according to everybody, we'll see that the source for this idea uh, comes from a Pasuk, which essentially says, at least the way we expound upon that verse, basically says that the court only has the ability to punish with one punishment instead of with two. Okay, so it has the ability to punish with one punishment instead of with two. Sounds very similar to the concept of Kim Le'Ebdrabine, but it is slightly different. It doesn't say which punishment. It doesn't say that it should be the stricter punishment. Maybe it should be the lighter punishment. It just says that the, the power of the court within one action is to rule one punishment. They can only, they can only, uh, they can only actually, um, oversee one punishment. They cannot, uh, they cannot give two punishments for one action. And so then the question is, well, which one? Do you receive lashes? Do you pay money? Uh, seemingly, it would seem at first glance, and it seems to be that this is the case definitely in, in the conclusion, could be that at a certain stage in the Gemara this changes, but lashes does seem to be the stricter punishment as opposed to the payment. Um, uh, but we will see that there's be a discussion uh, with regards to any of these cases where you have a punishment of both lashes and a monetary obligation to pay, like in our case of the rape or seduction of a girl who's between the ages of 12 and 12 and a half, a nara, where there will be lashes and a monetary fine, a knas. Uh, so there will be a discussion as to which punishment uh, should, we, should, we, should we use. Should it be the lashes? Should it be the monetary obligation? And we're going to see that it's not one rule across the board. There are going to be certain cases where we follow one way, other cases where we follow a different way, and we'll also have differences of opinion. There'll be two different opinions. There'll be Ula, which is the opinion that we're going to focus on today. Ula essentially says that uh, in most cases, let's say according to Rashi at the very least, in most cases we will have we will follow the monetary payment as the punishment and we will not give lashes in most cases. That is the position of Ula. And Rabbi Yochanan is going to argue. Rabbi Yochanan will argue and say that no, most we, most of the time we'll give lashes. We'll get to Rabbi Yochanan probably in the in the next class, but this will be a dispute. We don't have such a dispute when it comes to Kimlei Bedrabamine. When it comes to death penalty versus money, in every case, death penalty is the one that is. If we're going to pick one of the two, it will be the death penalty. Now, when it comes to um, lashes versus money, so this comes from a different source that we can only give one punishment. Which punishment will it be? So then, that's what we have to see in the Gemara. But the Gemara opens with a contradiction between our Mishnah and a different Mishnah in a different Mesechta, a different tractate in Makos. Our Mishnah says that the monetary obligation is required. You have to pay the knas in, this, in these situations where a person seduces or rapes a girl between the ages of 12 and 12 and a half. And now we have the Mishnah Makos, which says that they receive lashes, as we're about to see. So isn't that a contradiction? You should only get one. How could you get both? How could it be both lashes, and, which is the Mishnah in Makos, and our Mishnah, which says that you receive, you have to pay? Says the Gemara, Urmenu, Elohein alokin habal achoso, val achos ove, val achos imo, val achos ishto, val ishes achi, val ishes achi ove, val anida. A whole list of cases, the same list as our Mishnah, of cases which are kares, and if they're warned properly, so then uh, they would. They would uh, receive lashes. It's uh, if a person has sexual relations with their sister, their 
aunt, either their father's sister or their mother's sister, if their wife's sister, their brother's wife, their father's brother's wife, also an aunt, or if she's a nida, anybody who's a nida who um, uh, had her period and didn't go to the mikveh yet. So Vakaimalan, we see from here, but we know the in a local How could it be that our Misha says that there's the monetary obligation? The Misha Mako says uh, that uh, they would receive lashes. We know that you can't receive both. So how do you answer this? So today we'll focus on Ula, and then in the next class we'll focus on Rabbi Yochanan. Amar Ula, Lokasha. Ula says that there's no contradiction. Kan Nara, Kan He basically says the Mishnah and Makos is talking about a case where there's no fine. Our Mishnah is talking about a case where the girl is between the ages of 12 and 12 and a half. So then there's a fine. So when there's a fine, the Gemara will say this explicitly in a line, in one line, or in two lines. Uh, when there's a fine, so then all you have to do, according to Ula, is pay the monetary fine. You do not receive lashes. The case in Makos is not talking about a girl who's between the ages of 12 and 12 and a half. It's not true. It's talking about anybody older than 12 and a half. Anybody who's older than 12 and a half, there is no fine. There is no monetary fine. Um, and all there is, is the lashes. So then certainly you receive the lashes. That's the only punishment. The Gemara says, wait a minute. That's not true. And we explained this in the beginning of the parak, in the beginning of this chapter. The fine is one of many monetary obligations. When a person rapes or uh, seduces a girl, uh, so then there are many obligations. There's also the harm that's done. Uh, there's the damages that, that have occurred, um, such as the humiliation that you have to pay for, uh, the lowering of her value, the pain that's involved. This is all something that we've discussed in the past, and really in our introduction to this chapter. So, okay, fine. There's no knas. There's no fine. The fine is not related to um, the impact that it has on her as a person. Uh, fine, there's no fine, but, uh, but no pun intended, but... Uh, what about the fact that um, what about the fact that she's also owed the the money for the lowering of her value and the humiliation and the suffering and the pain? Uh, what about all of that? So that's the question of the Gemara. If a person seduces or rapes a girl above the age of twelve and a half, you still have monetary obligations. The person still has to pay. So the Gemara answers no. When it comes to the humiliation and depreciation, bishota. We're dealing with a, with a girl who doesn't, uh, is not aware. She's not aware of what's really going on around her. Um, it's a terrible thing to do. But because she's not aware and it doesn't, uh, it doesn't, uh, embarrass her because she's just mentally, she's not in touch with reality. We're dealing with a girl who's not in touch with reality. So it doesn't, uh, lower her value or humiliate her. So therefore, uh, there is no loss in that case. Obviously, it's a terrible thing to do, but the, in terms of the the value, there's no loss. But the Gemara says still, but she still has she still has pain. She suffers pain. It's, uh, it's painful and uh, it's uh, suffering. So she so you still have to pay for that. A person would still have to would still have to pay for that. So the Gemara answers, you know, what? we're not dealing with a, a situation where a person rapes. You're right. Uh, the the pain only. The physical pain and the suffering that only applies if it's if it's a rape, but if she, but if she was seduced, so then that 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 um, monetary obligation does not apply. So the my answer has been Fusa. We're basically dealing with a case here where the person seduced her. Since the person seduced her, uh, so therefore there is no monetary obligation with regards to 
there is no monetary obligation. There's no there, there's, there's no pain and suffering. And so therefore, basically, Ula is saying that the case of Makdos, where you receive lashes, that's a case where there is no monetary obligation. It's where a person seduces her. She's above the age of 12 and a half, and there is no monetary obligation. Our mission, which says that there's a monetary obligation, is someone in a case where she's between the age of 12 and 12 and a half. Uh, so we make her, according to Ula, she has to, he has to pay the fine, and he would not receive lashes. He would not receive lashes. He would get what seems to be the lower punishment. Sigmar just has one more line here before we analyze Ula further. Once we're discussing a case where the person seduced her, we're, we're, we're limiting the case in Makos where uh, the person has gets lashes but doesn't have to pay because there is no payment. There, there is no obligation to pay. So why don't we just say it's talking about a case where she is between the ages of 12 and 12 and a half, but it's a case of seduction. And let's say it's also a case, usually you have to, uh, a person would have to pay the fine to the father uh, of this girl uh, and all the other monetary obligations. So it would go to the father, but this time it's going to her directly uh, because she's an orphan. It's a case where she would be an orphan. And because she's being seduced, so then she would also forego it. She would forego the payment. Don't pay me. This is what I wanted. This is what I wanted. Don't pay me. And so therefore there's no payment. So the Gemara was just pointing out that you don't have to uh, establish the case in Makos is referring to a girl who's above the ages of 12 or 12 and a half. And it's a seduction. No, it could be even if she's between the ages of 12 and 12 and a half. Uh, but if she's an orphan, so then she'll forego the payment. She'll say, don't pay me. I don't need to get paid. Okay. So either way, whatever, however way you want to explain it, in the end of the day, um, the case in Makos is essentially a case. When does the person receive lashes? Only when there's no monetary obligation. If there were to be a monetary obligation, according to Ula, we'll see that Rav Yochanan disagrees in the next class, but according to Ula, uh, there there would be no lashes. You would only have to pay. And that's what our the case of our mission is, where there is a monetary obligation, and so therefore, there's a mon- you would have to pay, but there's no lashes. And that's what the Gemara now says, Amla Kasavar Ula, any time where there's two punishments, uh, lashes and a monetary obligation, you only have to pay. So where it says, where does Ula get this from? So Gamar Mechova Bechavero. He learns this out from the following case. When, when a person wounds his friend, let's say he wounds his friend. When a person wounds his friend, so they have to pay the monetary, the, the loss that, that's, that's involved. But it's also, it's a regular negative commandment. There's a negative commandment not to, uh, not to hit. Um, so, but yet, they, they don't receive lashes, they only have to pay. So the same thing would be true across the board. The word says, no, you can't make such a comparison. You can't make that comparison. Maybe the monetary obligation, the word says it in, in two directions. The first says, many, maybe the monetary obligation in the case of, of, of causing a wound and harm, physical harm to a person is stricter because they're obligated in five things. There are five things that they're obligated uh, to pay. The the lowering of that person's value, uh, to work, the pain, the, 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 the doctor's bills, the loss in time from work, the humiliation. There's a lot going on there. And so maybe we're stricter in that case as opposed to in other cases. And even if you want to say, he says the Gemara is step two. Vima Mona that really the monetary obligation is the the less strict punishment. Really, the stricter punishment would be lashes. But yet we're picking the less strict uh, punishment 
the easier punishment to deal with, which is the monetary obligation. So then if it applies, if you want to suggest that it, if it applies when a person wounds somebody else, where in that case, the monetary obligation is, is even more strict. So then certainly it should apply in all other cases where the monetary obligation is 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 more kal. It's uh, less uh, it's less uh, strict. Uh, it's not the stricter punishment. So maybe you want to tell me that we should learn from there to say that in all cases we'll use the lighter punishment. Always give the lighter punishment. No. She can hutter mechala because even when it comes to a wound, we know that that also, we find other in, in other places where there's this concept that when it comes to a wound, that we it, it's lighter than other than other forms of payment because or other forms of prohibitions because we know that when it comes to a wound, uh, the court is sometimes allowed to. It's permissible for them to uh, to give lashes. They're allowed to give lashes. They're allowed. To, they're allowed to cause a wound to somebody. Now you might say that well, that's a case which is allowed. <laughs> that's permissible. How can you compare the two? It's, uh, but and, and and the commentator points this out. But we're just trying to ask any question. Any sort of question to sort of um, to sort of uh, not make the comparison from causing a wound to somebody versus all other cases in the Gemara. So we sort of pushed aside uh, the wound case. That the wound case, even though you pay and you don't get lashes, we can't compare it to all other cases. Suggestion number two. We're going to have th- three p- potential suggestions and then a fourth final answer. Ella We should learn it out from Adam Zomerman. Adam Zomerman is essentially the following case. It's a case. It's a unique case where we make certain witnesses. They're found to be false witnesses, but not because we've proven them wrong, uh, that they have the incorrect facts, but two other, let's say two witnesses come and say, we saw that one person killed somebody else. Now two other witnesses say, I don't know if you're right or wrong. It could be that person killed him. could be that he didn't. But I know that you weren't there at the time. You were with us somewhere else. And so the punishment by Adam Zomerman is that those false witnesses received the punishment that they wanted to give. It's a unique uh, concept. They wanted to give to the, even though it never actually happened, the the, the punishment that they wanted to give uh, to the litigant, uh, they now receive themselves. So let's say the Adam Zoman, the witnesses come and they say that we know that A borrowed money from B and so the A has to pay B. And then there's other witnesses who say, you can't be, you were with us during the loan, the, the, during the loan that you claim. Uh, so then the, the witnesses, they would have to pay that amount, that's the punishment. They don't get lashes, even though they're lying. When you lie, you have to receive lashes, but they don't receive lashes. So we see that you pay as opposed to receive lashes. So where it says, no. No. Uh, we can't compare the two because Adam Zoman is stricter. Why is it stricter? Because they, they have to pay even though you don't warn them. Even though you don't warn them, they still get they still get punished. Uh, even, though even though there's no warning. And if you want to tell me that no, the payment is really a weaker form of punishment. The stricter form of punishment is really to receive lashes. But we specifically want to give you the easier punishment to deal with, which is the payment for the, for these witnesses. Um, and therefore, it should apply everywhere else also. No, maybe uh, when it comes to Adam Zellman, it's not just that it's stricter in one regard and that they don't require a warning and they still have to pay. Uh, on the other hand, all they did was speak. They didn't actually create anything, and yet we punished them. So it's also stricter in a certain sense. Uh, or, or as, as some want to say, it's, uh, it's really lighter. It's lighter. Not that it's stricter, it's lighter because if they actually go through with, uh, if, 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 
let's say uh, in a case of Adam Zomen where they say that somebody killed somebody else and that person is given the death penalty and then afterwards we find the witnesses to be false witnesses, Adam Zomen doesn't apply. We don't apply that concept of Adam Zomen. It's only if they planned on doing it, not if they actually did it, which is a whole separate conversation. End of the day, we cannot learn from Adam Zomen. The Gemara wants to suggest, let us learn from both. We have two cases now, causing a wound and Adam Zomen. Let us learn from both. Um, let us let us learn from both cases. The Gemara says no. The Gemara says we cannot learn from both because in both cases they have stringencies and leniencies and they don't apply to the regular case. So the Gemara then says, moving on to thirty-two B one, and this is what this will conclude. Ela tachas tachas gamar. How does Ula know that we extend? Uh, we we apply this as a general rule, at least according to Rashi, that um, when there's two punishments to one action, a, mon- a monetary obligation versus lashes, they give the they they pay as opposed to receive lashes, based on exer shava, two words that connect, the same words that uh, the same words are used in two different contexts, and they connect to each other. Use the word tachas in place of. Um, or because of that, when it comes to an eye for an eye, that's a monetary obligation. It says tachas asher ina. When it, in the context of a rape, uses the same word tachas. That just like an eye for an eye is referring to a monetary obligation, so too when it comes to um, rape or or seduction, when there's in a scenario where there's both lashes and a monetary obligation, you only pay. You only pay. It's based on this Xerushavah. It's, it's a derivation of, it, we, we derive it from uh, this Xerushavah, these two words that are connected to each other. In the end of the day, this is the position of Ula, that when you have these two punishments, you have to pay as opposed to receive lashes. And in the next uh, class, we'll discuss the opposing opinion of Rabbi Yochanan.